0: Welcome to the Twins Tale Podcast. I am Natalie Diaz, your host. I'm also the founder of Twiniversity and the author of What to Do When You're Having To. You know what, guys? In the past 10 years of being a twin parenting professional, I have met such extraordinary families. And the one thing that I have learned is that we could learn something from every single one of them. And that's what this podcast is about. We're going to meet families from all over the country in different stages of their twin parenting journey, and we're going to get an insider's look on what time their kids are going to bed, how do they deal with sibling rivalry, what is their biggest success to date. I can't wait for you to meet these amazing families. Guys, welcome to Twinstown. Hey, welcome back. Well, I wanna tell you that today we're gonna have a choppy podcast. The internet connection here in New York City, um, while people think it should be flawless because it's a major metropolis, actually is on the crappier side. Sometimes, So unfortunately, uh, my good friend Tiffany Marshall got caught in the headlights here of our internet woes, but it's not too bad. So sit tight, because I really do want you to meet her. So Tiffany Marshall is a mom to mono-dye twin boys that were born in November of 2018. Now, she is a very interesting woman, because she is a former professional snowboarder, and you may know her name if you are a snowboarding kind of kind of person, gal or guy, but I was um definitely a little fangirling because you could Google her and you're like, whoa, I can't believe this this chick did this. And now she is one of us. She is a twin mom and she has not had the easiest road. So right from the start, her pregnancy was really tough. And each week she faced more and more challenges, everything from early bleeding to pre or mild twin to twin transfusion syndrome. They had low fluid in their amniotic sac. There was a lot going on. They were born at 32 weeks and they did spend quite a lengthy stay in the NICU. But What's interesting about this, and while there's a lot of things that are interesting, is that we get to kind of look into the future, right? So her twins, Asher and Alexander, are now two and a half years old, and they have a very interesting schedule. So if you are somebody that's like, I need a very rigid schedule for my, you know, two and a half year old 20s, maybe learn from this sure you could repeat it. And she did say that everybody's going to judge her. I don't judge anybody. I hope you're not going to judge Tiffany either. But it's just very interesting how everybody, we're all kind of raising our 20s in this interesting universe, and she's doing it a little bit differently. So all the way from Park City, Utah, here's my good friend Tiffany.
1: Hey friends, it's Julie, the Twiniversity Wizard, and I am here to tell you about a new class that we just released that I think you are really going to dig. It is called the Complete Baby Safety Course. Now this course is on demand, which means that it's a series of videos that you could take on your own schedule at any time of the day or night. And you and your partner can watch it together, you could watch it separately, you could share it with grandma, your nanny it's gonna be great for the whole family. So what's included in the course? Infant, toddler, and child CPR, infant, toddler, and child choking, also known as the Heimlich Maneuver. You're also going to learn first aid for uh, infants, toddlers, and children, car seat safety for those ages as well, and childproofing, how you're gonna get your house ready for when your babies start moving around, right? So the class is offered, as a three-month access or a five-year access. I really feel like the five-year access is going to be phenomenal for you because you're going to be able to go back and watch it whenever you need to. You can come back every year on their birthday and watch it again uh, to refresh on CPR methods and to figure out like, oh no, we're moving from infant seats to convertible seats. How does that work? So for more information, visit twiniversity.com safety, and I hope you enjoy it.
0: guys today we're talking to tiffany not the tiffany from the 80s the 80s icon wouldn't that be great if she had twins she too old yes. to oh twins my God. Now? i would love that that would be awesome but okay. your 20s are two and a half year olds you got some dudes in the house you got the testosterone flowing you have everything and i just heard the wild adventures of yesterday's a mother's day tiffany could you recap that for what you just told us for, for Mother's Day, what happened yesterday? How did you okay, celebrate? so
2: um, first of all, the day started off with my one twin climbing up on the counter and putting live wires into the water bowl that we were trying to hide from him. Thankfully he is alive, he did not get electrocuted. My other twin took his glass bottle and smashed it everywhere. We lost our family dog on our hike, but you know, everyone survived, we're right here.
0: So just a regular <laughs> just day. another day. That's it. Just another day in the hood. <laughs> That's how it goes. So Tiffany, you made it two and a half years. This is a milestone. As we're starting to carve your face into the mountain to acknowledge this, this monumentous experience. What how is their their intro into the universe? Like how many weeks were they when you delivered and how big were they? Were they early?
2: they were they came in just shy of 32 weeks um and they spent about three months in the NICU my little guy Asher was exactly two pounds um and considered a micro preemie. and my other preemie Alexander was three pounds almost three ounces so they were little guys for sure and uh yeah they had kind of a rough start um my little guy Asher his ApGuard sorts App guard score was zero so you know we started off really strong um and yeah they were on oxygen and feeding tubes and ventilators for the first little bit so yeah we had kind of a wild ride for the first first little bit but you know what we're here they're two and a half years old they're kicking my butt every single day <laughs> so you can do it just take some persistence and patience. <laughs>
0: Now, you know, it's, it's very inspiring, like all kidding aside, we really need to start that carving of your face in the, the mountain because it's tough, you know, having that intro to parenting go, you know, right from labor and delivery into a NICU experience where you're, you know, not raising your own kids, you're dependent on, you know, staff and machines. It's, it's, I am a a preemie mom too. So I feel, yeah. yeah. But how, like, what, first of all, how, why did you deliver early? Was it preeclampsia? Was it them? Like what was going on? Oh my God. It was
2: everything under the sun. Um, we started to have problems right around 16 weeks. Um, we were told that our we had mild twin to twin, um, which we're never really sure if that was ultimately the case. Um, both boys had like bad placental connections. Um, one had really low amniotic fluid. I mean, we just kind of had like everything coming at us that, you know, you could. So like 16, 17 weeks, they said, pack a go bag, be ready to fly to LA. I'm in Park City, Utah. So be be ready to fly to LA to a um, fetal surgeon specialist. And Mm -hmm. um, if we have to, you know, you can go in and do the twin to twin surgery. Um, Thankfully it didn't come to that, but yeah, it was really, really scary. And I was already a little you know, suffering a little bit from my past pregnancy where I miscarried, like right at my second trimester. So I was really scared going into this. And then I was even more terrified. You know, we're sitting in maternal fetal medicine twice a week and we're getting mixed signals. Like, do we go to LA now or do we don't, do we not go, do we wait it out? And they were like, well, there's a deadline. You have to go by a certain time Mm -hmm. and we can't do the surgery. And then they were sort of started talking about, you know, like if you have to, you may need to basically cut one off to save the other. And I'm like, that's not happening. That's yeah. not happening. So um yeah, we had kind of a rough start, but uh, you know, I refused to Web MD anything. Good I did for not you. look anything up online. Good. And my husband was just going crazy. He was like, oh my God, you've got to educate yourself. We've got to be powerful in this situation. Like, let's go in with our guns blazing. And I was like, I need to keep my cool. Like, I cannot research anything on WebMT. So that was one of my takeaways. I really hope women will just step back from the parenting books and from the internet and just give- Give themselves a chance not to be
0: like a statistic. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. The, one of the reasons why 20 Diversity was created was because when I was expecting everything that I researched was negative, oh everything. God, everything, it was, it was horrendous. Tiffany, it was so ridiculous. I was like, okay, God. I'm going to deliver these babies early. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, and yes, I did deliver the babies early. If This is all yeah. true, but nothing that I read actually benefited me. So that's why, like, when it comes to diversity, we have like, we always tell our our NICU parents, just go to the NICU resource page. And that's going to be like things you need at home, like things you actually have in your control. Right. Because you don't have the pregnancy in control. You don't have the NICU experience in control. I mean, you could, you know, like come up with a schedule and you know (laughs) the questions to ask, but other than that, you kind of just have to breathe into it and go with wherever the wind is going to take you. So, but that is kind of parenting in general, right now that you've had this (laughs) behind you and your, your puppies are two and a half years old, looking back, like, are they in, well, not even looking back now, Are they in, you know, PT, OT, speech? Like, are they receiving any services?
2: So they were um, receiving OT right before the pandemic hit. And then of course that was canceled due to COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, you know, I didn't, I really enjoyed our occupational therapist. She was amazing. I didn't really feel like we completely benefited from it. I felt more like it was good to have like a social interaction Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so silly, but someone that would come to our home and like interact with my boys. Um, so, but they're doing great. They have a little bit of a speech delay. Um, I've been told that that's really, really common for twins. Mm -hmm. Um, they talk to each other endlessly in their own language that they completely understand. And I am just in the dark. I do know like maybe 20 words of theirs, but, um, you know, I mean, they're starting preschool in the fall and my husband is like, Oh my God, we've got to get on this. And I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna chill out because mm-hmm. they're gonna talk when they're ready. And you know peer pressure is amazing. I feel like mm-hmm. once they're around other kids, they're just gonna be chatterboxes. So I'm not too worried. I don't know, am I naive in that? I mean, you have twins, did you? No, I know I girls think- tend to be a lot farther advanced
0: than males, it seems like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's they're They're just a totally different species. It's not even a, a different gender. But you know, when it comes to school, if you think about kids, I mean, our neighbor here, I'll use an interesting example, our neighbor came from uh, China, he is in kindergarten now, without speaking a word of English. And his only um, knowledge of English was through school because his mom only speaks Chinese. So um, Cantonese specifically. So it's like, you know, there's like 87 dialects of (laughs) of Chinese. It's interesting. But um, his English is exceptional. And we can't believe it. His mom sends him over to play with my mom, which is really cute because my senior citizen mom, her best friend is five. Uh, But like looking at that and thinking about speech, like your boys basically speak Cantonese right now. That's what their language is, right. When they're speaking to each other. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't stress too, too much. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that, I think they're going to be okay, but it's always good to try to encourage them to speak, you know, whatever language you're speaking. What about sign language? Did you ever think about implementing sign language in, in your home? We did, and
2: um, they know, you know, please and thank you and more and do or I, like I want. Um, we didn't really get super into it, but um, they definitely still use those signs today, which has been helpful for sure. So I definitely recommend that for anybody who who's looking to go on that signing path. Yeah,
0: we do. We actually just created. A, it's a recent post about with somebody who is professionally and personally introducing sign language. So okay. it's, a uh, yeah, it's something, I, I think my kids only knew milk. I started doing it and then I'm a total loser, Tiffany. So I just let the oh, ball I drop on that. that. Yeah. No. Uh, no, let me tell you, there's certain things no. that I, I excel at and my follow-through is pretty crappy. So when <laughs> teaching them, but then, you know, what's what you're probably experiencing with your dudes is that my daughter became a translator for my son. So they had kind of their own language. And then she would look at me like I'm a blithering idiot and tell me, he's asking you for an apple. And I'm like, Anna, does not the words that he's saying. But she would be like, mom. Mom, like he wants an apple, and I'm like, I did not get oh that god. from whatever these, that was. But thank you, I these appreciate. Kids it. are amazing. Like these twins are just the connection that
2: they have is so incredible. Like I just never even knew about that connection until I had twins, and now I'm like, oh my god, I get it. Like if they're apart for too long, like it becomes like an issue. Like if one is asleep, the other one's trying to wake the other one up. Like it's like they know each other so well. It's it's amazing. I it just. I just get goosebumps, like, thinking about, like, how that connection hopefully will, like, you know, be fostered and taken to their entire lives. So.
0: Now, Tiffany, <laughs> riddle me this. Okay, two and a half, you got your schedule down pat probably by now. You, do, you have yeah. kind of a, a regularly scheduled day. Run us through kind of what a typical day looks like from the minute that you open your eyes to the minute that you put your <laughs> head on that pillow.
2: Okay. So, um, there's going to be a lot of
0: judging going on, but
2: I let my twins sleep with me. I've kicked my husband out of our bed. He sleeps in the guest bedroom. Um, it just wasn't working to have them in a separate room. So whatever, we're going to just ride with it. So yeah, my first one usually wakes me up by like laying on my face and then (laughs) there's some, you know, kicking involved and they want to get up and play and they're ready and so we do a quick breakfast and then we usually try to go for a walk get our dog outside um yeah and then it's just kind of play 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 um i do sneak off like for 25 minutes i have a home gym which i'm really fortunate to have and we've got a mama and a pack and play and they um, have some tablet time and i get 25 minutes and i do a run and then Lunch, and then we usually go to the playground, or we go feed the ducks at the pond, or we read books if the weather's bad. And I just feel like it's Groundhog Day. We like do the same thing like every day, and you know, every morning it's the same thing. You know, we do breakfast at like seven a.m. We do like lunch at eleven thirty, and we eat dinner at five thirty. My husband's always like joking. He's like, "Are we senior citizens?" I'm like, "No," but we have two two and a half year old twins, and they just like they're hungry. They're like, let's do this you know, if we can kind of establish a routine, mm-hmm. get it. So like, you know, we can get them into bed before 11 o'clock. Like I start trying to get them in bed at like nine o'clock and it's just like this hours, hours, hours of like fighting and like, we're not tired, you know, we're not going to bed. It's just running around. It's, yeah, it's chaos, but essentially, Hopefully we do have a routine and sometimes they're in bed at nine 30, sometimes they're in bed at 11. So you do, you, you
0: do what you have to do, right? That's really interesting. Are not so they taking, nap.
2: there's a nap in there. That's what I was going to say. They there. have
0: to be napping because they're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. How long is their nap? So it's usually about three hours long, which is amazing. Okay.
2: Um, and if we lose that all, out on that nap time, I am not a happy camper and neither are the kids. So it's usually from about one 30 until you know about 4 or four thirty, 30 if I'm lucky okay sometimes it gets cut short but we really really try to get that nap time in
0: <laughs>
2: are you happy with the schedule that you have you know I it works for us right now I think it's going to have to change when preschool hits and um, they'll be going to preschool from like 8 to 12 30 Um, So we may have to like, I don't know, get a lot more strict about bedtime. I want them in bed at like 8.30 or 9. But um, I'm just really like not sure how to push it. You know, I mean, if they're not tired, I don't know what to do. So I would have to rearrange their entire schedule. And I
0: think we'll have to make that happen before school starts for sure. So (laughs) which is going to be September or August. When do you guys go back to school? August 19th.
2: I think it's around the corner so and we're like working on potty training and yeah I feel like we have like a lot of balls up in the air right now so hopefully you know hopefully we don't drop anything
0: you're really stressing me out I just want to let you know that <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> With an 11 11 o'clock bedtime and this is too much Tiffany this is too much for for me to handle all right Tiffany I'm very I'm very stressed out about this schedule Okay. And I feel like I have to have an intervention with you right now. If you want, if you want to change,
2: I I want the intervention, bring it on.
0: Girl, stop it right now with this 11 o'clock bedtime. That's no time for you. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. I know you're telling me. I am like in the middle of trying to get some books published. And as soon as the kids go to sleep or nap, I am writing and trying to get in touch with agents and things like that. So all of my goals are like one o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
2: Um, so yes, hopefully we can switch the schedule around and, and get the boys to bed a lot sooner. Um, we start like reading books at like 8.30. I'm like, well, how many freaking books can we read? You know, we read goodnight, goodnight con- construction site like 50 times.
0: Um, you, you are know, the and best like servant. And- you are literally the best <laughs> servant that those boys will ever have. In their life. That is that is basically
2: give me some pointers. You're a twin mom. Like you know, how do you get bedtime like wrapped in?
0: Like I'm like doing the best I can. (laughs) Okay. Bedtime should be at 7 30. Oh my God, that would be epic. Please. Yes. Okay. Please. That sounds amazing. Okay. So while twins tale, this was originally gonna start of you teaching people how to do things. We're now flipping the script. And it's Tiffany intervention time, uh, part one, because this, I think there's going to be steps to this potty training, okay. put potty training on the side. Okay. Let's, let's revisit okay. that. not We're not take that off the, the menu. It's not on take it right off now. the menu.
2: Okay. Take it off the menu right now. They're doing really well. Though. Then
0: keep it on the menu. I don't know, Tiffany, okay. I don't know where to start. If you're already <laughs> in the process and things are going good, don't rock the boat. But if it was something that you were going to start, then just, that's when I was yeah. saying, take it off the menu. But if we're already doing it and okay. life is, life is going good, let's, I think it'll be okay. Let's, just, let's go with it. Okay. I love me. I love me a three hour nap too. I really do. But I think that that's okay. a lot because they um, need more night sleep. So they're getting oh, enough absolutely. sleep, but mm. we're going to have to start doing some things. Okay. So this is what I would do. Not today. Okay. Well, you have to have a discussion with your hubs. Okay. How does your hubs feel okay. about being kicked out of his room? Is he cool with it? Like, this is what our family has to do. Or is he like, I um, am going to make a sign and stand on our lawn that I want my bed back.
2: I think he's going to make a sign and stand on the lawn that he wants his bed back for sure. Um, but you know, it's just like when you're so sleep deprived, like you're going to yes. do anything possible to sleep, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'm just like doing the best I can to kind of get everyone to be happy and get some sleep. And, you know, honestly, I can say this because you're another woman. Um, my husband snores so loudly that like, I don't know what's worse having a snoring husband where like, I can't sleep because he's like literally like rattling the walls yes. or, or do I want like my kids like kicking me in the face? Like I almost would rather be kicked in the face than like I hear that. listen to snoring all night. You know, it's kind of like
0: okay, <sighs> right. count your battles, right? <laughs> I hear you. First things first, your husband has to go for a sleep study and make sure yes. that he doesn't have sleep apnea because God forbid if he does, and that's yeah. why he's snoring, that's going to hurt his heart and we're going to not have him around as long. So could we could we schedule a sleep study soon? That's yes. what I've been asking him for. Yes. Let's okay. Do it. So then, you know, what's really interesting about me is that when people say Nat said, because for some reason, people think that I'm a position of authority and power, by the way, I'm well, not, you are. but oh, well, that's good. So if you, if you okay. want to take, I'll take it. I'll take it. So yeah. tell your hubs, because I always say, make me be the bad cop. Like anytime anybody has to make a change, I will happily be the bad cop. I'll even be the bad cop to your mother-in-law. Just text me to say, listen, oh God. we're going to call you. And this is what I need you to say. As long as it's like a legit thing, I'm totally, I'm down. I'm down. I'm writing, write or die. That's how we do twin parents. We're in that this. That would
2: literally, like, that is a whole other podcast that, like, I would desperately need help with. So, got that too.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you on that too. So, with the first things that I would say, sleep study, that's number one. Okay. Yeah maybe consider um, once they say, okay, no, it's not sleep apnea. Everything is good. Then maybe get like a sleep number bed or one of those things that, you know, puts yeah. him upright. I also sleep with a snorer. The good thing is I sleep like the dead. So I'm uh. really good. It's the best. It's the best skill. I really blame Advil PM, but let's not talk about that, <laughs> Tiffany. That's another podcast for another day, but he's a snorer too. And I have no problem hitting him 27,000 times and being like, you're good. You're, d- you're not breathing again right? Like, they'd be like I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't take it, but I'm married now 22 years. This is just my life. I just, I come right. to terms with it and I love this dude, but I don't want him to die in his sleep because <laughs> that would just be very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then do I don't you know, do I leave them there for a little bit until like, you know, I brush my teeth or do I call 911 immediately? Tiffany, all these things that I think about, but that's the benefit of 22 years of marriage. It's fun. We like to talk about, and I talk about this too. Like, what do you want me to do? Like now you're going to ruin my morning. So, and guys, if you're listening, please, I don't want hate mail. Like I'm not really, you no, know, I'm not I, calling 911 on no, my husband, God forbid. So sleep, sleep, study. Okay. Yep. Do the boys have a room? They do.
2: They do. They have a room upstairs. Um, and we are in a townhouse and there is like this ledge. It's like this like open, basically plan. And I'm terrified that they're going to get up in the middle of the night. They're going to climb up on a ledge and they're going to jump downstairs into the living room. Um, it's like this, like irrational fear that I have, but like they're boys, right. They like climb on everything. They're like running and jumping and are like so active that I'm always so terrified that they're going to like jump over, you know, the, like basically the loft space and like jump to the room and like die since it's like a, you know,
0: 15 feet down. <laughs> okay. So I feel you. I feel you on that. Riddle me this. What is a way that you would be comfortable with them sleeping in their rooms? Like what if you put like a garden net or something from the banister yes. to the ceiling? What if you, you put up a contraption so that you could feel at peace? Yes. So
2: I'll Actually, he's like renovating the kitchen right now. Um, so I've asked him to put like drywall up so that we can actually make it like a full wall. And then we can remove the drywall when they're a little bit older and I don't have like this fear that they're going to like jump. And he's stylistically, he's like, no, like, what well, we're not going to like change our entire environment for these kids. And I'm like, of course we are like, absolutely a hundred percent. Like, you know, you've got to pick your battles. Do you want your bed back? Or do you want your, you know, do you want your kids sleeping in their bedroom? Like, you know, you pick, what do you want? Um, what's important to you. So, you know, that's another battle.
0: Have you considered hiring a baby proofer to come look at that space and then make a determination on what they thought was best?
2: You know, I actually thought about that um, when they first came home from the NICU, because it was something that I, um, it was something that I really, really wanted to have taken care of in advance, but I was just on bed rest for so long that nothing really got done. But that's a great idea
0: for sure. Okay, so sleep study, baby proofer. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't see you making a list, Tiffany. I'm getting stressed out. Okay. Oh, don't worry. It's all okay. I've okay, good. It. Well, the good thing I've is is a it. podcast you could always refer back to it, which is nice. Okay. <laughs> so now, the next thing after that is I really would love if what, what type of beds are they sleeping in?
2: So they have, um, toddler or crib beds that had been converted into toddler beds.
0: Okay. Would so you consider crib, like it has a bar that
2: goes down um, okay. and then,
0: yeah. All right. So, but they're sleeping in your bed. They're sleeping so in my
2: bed right now. Yeah.
0: What I would consider is I would consider, and remember my word is not law. Uh, <laughs> I would consider getting rid of the beds in total and just putting their mattresses on the floor. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that because if they're used to sleeping in a big bed together, if you put the two mattresses together, then that's virtually a big bed. And then you didn't have to spend any money.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really
0: good idea. Did you do that with your twins or did you,
2: or were they good crib sleepers?
0: They were, no, they were horrible everything, but, um, we have no space. So they had to do what, whatever the space was, but, um, my did like their, they still do like their own space. They're pretty good with that. We moved them to bunk beds when they were like about five and a half, six. But before then they slept in toddler beds, but they like to touch. So like their toddler beds would be next to each other. They wouldn't actually touch. They just wanted to know, like if I wanted to pass you the sippy cup, I don't have to get up. Cause they're lazy. <laughs> yes. Maybe they're just lazy. Maybe that's what it is. No. So, but if they're used to sleeping in a big bed, a lot of times twin parents, this is what people do is that you yeah. just, just skip the the cribs in total, just put the mattresses on the floor and then they could be next to each other and have that snuggle time with each other. Yeah. Or you could even, you know, get a, a full-size mattress for the bed. But there's there's twins who literally sleep in the same bed through till college. That's not even a joke. They have like two twin size beds oh that they put on the floor next to each other. But yeah, I know I know at least four people who just had that's mattresses a- on the floor. That was it.
2: Okay. That's a great idea. Like that's
0: something we'll definitely have to consider. See, this is so informative. See, I try my best. Yes, um, I love it. Then the next thing that I would do is I would start to, I would make that nap shorter. I ha- actually, I would I would strong, I don't typically say spend more money. I don't like when people spend money, I'm very, very frugal, but I would consider hiring a sleep coach and I would have somebody that would come in. I really would. I think it's, it would for you. I think it would be worth the bucks because I think at this point, there's a lot of changes that have to be made. They need to be in their own room. They see you as their servant um, right now because you do whatever <laughs> yes. they want to do. That's absolutely true. They
2: have me wrapped around. Their- yes, I'm I'm at their beck and call for sure.
0: So it's something, I'll send you some names after this. I'll look up yes, who's please. in your area and send you that. But the bay, and, and that's so funny because there's so many things that I want you to do. And once you do that, your life is going to be like revolutionized. It's going to be, is that a word revolutionized? I think it is maybe. I think it is. I think that sounds good. I think that that's good, but it it, will be a whole new world. It'll be like that scene in Aladdin. Great. So (laughs) it's going to be, it's going to be great. So let's talk about the, their relationship at two and a half. Okay. Napping aside, bedtime aside, all of that. How are the dudes like, what would you say about their relationship? Are they like connected at the hip? They don't do anything separate or are they like, you know, I have this hobby and I have, you know, this hobby, like I like these toys and you like these toys so
2: they definitely love playing with each other like they're together 24 7 um but they are into like kind of different things i would say like well they both they both love construction things but um my little guy asher is more he'll like go off by himself like in the corner of the living room right and he'll go like play a little bit like just by himself and and have like kind of some alone time Mm -hmm. and my other little guy alexander is just kind of like wild man you know he's like running around he's got toys in his hands and um he wants to kind of always be like around me or around my husband or he doesn't really like to go off and do a long time um, okay they play, like really well together um, I do have to say I'm sure there's other two and a half year old twins out there but um boys like to fight so, you know, there'll be a fight over, you know, a certain excavator or whatever. Um, it's just part of, I think it's just part of parenthood is breaking up the occasional fights. So I'm actually one of five kids. So I grew up with, you know, like, you know, kids fight, that's what they do. Um, whereas my husband grew up in like a really small family and he's like, Oh my gosh, is this normal? And like, they're going to fight over toys. Um, so it's just part of, it's part of being a kid. And you know what, it's just, you can't do anything other than just like try to break up the fight and get them interested in something else and then, you know, move on.
0: (laughs) Now, do they have a lot of this, like, do are they very similar in how they play? Like what causes the fights? What's, What's kind of the stem of their, you know, WrestleMania?
2: You know, I was a firm believer that you just bet two of everything if you can afford it or if you can't afford it then just don't even buy it because two of everything just makes makes life easier but we do have a couple things that you know were are um, expensive that we you know only bought one of and so for some reason they gravitate towards those toys that we only have one of and then Ugh. they they fight over that particular toy and i'm like of course you know we've got a, you know everything else we've got like two of you know except yeah. for this one dumb toy that you guys want to like battle over so occasionally we just end up having to take away those like onesies and those one toys and put them away. But um yeah, you know, for the most part, they're really good kids. Like they just they just, you know, kind of test their boundaries, figure out like what works for them. And yeah, I'm actually really stoked that they're gonna enter into school with each other. Like I I don't know, I remember being a kid and just kind of being nervous about going to school and and to have like a buddy, like your best buddy, like mm-hmm. your 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 roommates like with you like how amazing is that like and during COVID it's just been incredible like I have a lot of friends that have single kids and they're like yeah we're like going crazy like it, it's you know I'm playing tea time with my kids you know 60, 60 times a day and mm-hmm. you know with me I'm, it's great like I can like the kids are just playing with each other which is
0: so incredible so Yes, yeah, go twins. <laughs> go twins is right. Now, as a parent, what is something that has surprised you about raising boys?
2: Um, you know, I guess parenthood has just surprised me altogether, right? Like I went from being like a professional athlete and then being like in the corporate world for many, many years. And I just, you know, I just kind of had a chip on my shoulder like, mm-hmm. oh, like this parenthood, like motherhood, like, you know, whatever, a stay-at-home mom, like who would do that? Like, I just, I was just judgy like that. I just, I, you know, like you don't really know what you're getting into. And then mm-hmm. once I was a parent, I was just like, oh my God, this is the hardest job in the world. And this is so humbling. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, all of parenting is really hard but yeah I just feel like you just have to learn how to like tune out the chatter right like you just stop like listening to kind of like you know everybody everybody has an opinion right like especially with twins like everybody knows somebody who has twins and they've raised superheroes and they're amazing and wonderful and um you know I just feel like I you you do take advice from, you know, people that also have twins and, you know, I, you can learn from those, um, people, but I feel like, yeah, I guess all of parenthood has surprised me and just every single day is different and challenging in its own way, but it's also like, so filled with joy. I can't, I just didn't know that like my heart could like love as much as it loves, you
0: know what I mean? So, Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know. Like it just, Every day is is challenging, but you get through it, right?
0: (laughs) We have no choice, right? So that's literally, it's the Groundhog Day is the term that I think a lot of parents use, especially now, you know, still kind of at the tail end of the pandemic, thank goodness. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, it's really fascinating yeah, how, how your life is so different than a typical two and a half year olds. Like I can't even begin to tell you like this is it, but it's, it shows you that what works for you or yes, you could change things if you need to, but that there isn't one way to raise kids. Everybody mm-hmm. has a different way of doing things. Um, question for you now, when it comes to things that With the boys, like, what are you most looking forward to? Like, what's the next iteration of their lives that you're like, I can't be side school. Like growing wise, like when you think back to your childhood, what's something that you can't wait for them to experience?
2: So it's not really growing, but um, my husband and I are huge travelers. So we are so excited to kind of put COVID behind us and actually get out there and just show them the world. Um, we are just like itching to get on a plane and go somewhere. Um, so that's like our biggest dream right now is just to get out there and, you know, let our kids explore the world for sure. Um, but, you know, this year they uh, were really into skiing. This is their second year of skiing. So uh, really, really excited jump on the mountain and just see how they did. And they both crushed it. Um, so, you know, we couldn't be prouder of that, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's just, I'm excited just to see like what's next. They haven't had play dates, right? Because of COVID, like we haven't been able to like have other kids around. So I'm excited to see them kind of grow socially
0: yeah.
2: and watch them like interact with other kids, which sounds so silly. Cause like that's so normal in most other situations, but during a global pandemic, right? Like that's not even possible. So yeah, I'm excited for a lot of things, but Traveling is the first one. And then obviously just like seeing them kind of grow and and interact with other kids for sure.
0: Oh, I love that. It's going to be so great. It gets so good now. Like once they start going to school and then having friends and developing those social skills and learning, you know, yellow and all the good, important (laughs) stuff that we need to know in this universe, but it's really, really good. And I'm, I'm so thankful, honestly, Tiffany, like, I'm so thankful that you were like, here's where everybody's going to judge me or what people like, I love that you said that, but I love that your story is so different than other people that we've spoken to. And I like that you're so receptive to like, okay, we're getting to the point where we have to fix things. And I definitely think that you could fix things. And I'm very thankful that you shared everything with us and I can't wait to meet you and go skiing with the boys. So I think that, <laughs> that we'll, we'll have to do that. I haven't been on, on skis in a while. Yeah, I think it, I'm just, cool. I'm more of a fuller. Like I think a a fall and roller than an actual skier, (laughs) but I'll make it work. But thank you so much for playing with me. And thank you for so much for tolerating this stupid internet connection. I
2: am so sorry with internet connections for sure. But um, you had uh, asked three things I wish I would have had done differently. Um, Can I quickly list those? Yes, I would love that.
0: Okay. So your three big takeaways, what would those be? Yes. Okay,
2: so I wish I would have allowed myself the opportunity to celebrate small milestones like bump pictures and, you know, download the app that like tells you how big your babies are. Those are things that I didn't allow myself to do because I had miscarried the first time around and I was terrified. So celebrate all of those milestones, even though they may seem small, you're gonna wish you had them later on. Okay. And then I just, Wish I would have gotten on top of my shit. Can I say that on on a podcast? Can I swear a little bit? You could could swear as much as you want. (laughs) I just wish that I would have like gotten on the ball like early on, like right at the beginning before I was on bed rest. I needed to like buy a new car. I needed to like get on top of the safety stuff in my home. Um, You know, I put my husband in charge of all these little projects and, you know, he barely could go grocery shopping. He wasn't going to like, you know, baby proof our house for us. So um I just kind of wish I didn't leave things to the last last second. Um and then number three, this sounds so, so, so silly, but you know, when you have twins and you're pumping like around the clock, especially like as a brand new mom, you know, your boobs are like aching and they're gigantic. And, you know, my kids couldn't nurse for the first couple months. So like I was pumping every three hours. It's it was such a luxury item. And like I like literally physically got sick when I purchased them. Cause I thought like this was such a waste of money, but like I had to invest in time for myself. Mm-hmm. So I bought willow pumps mm-hmm. and they're so expensive. And I like, literally I was like throwing up as I was buying them. I was like, this is so expensive. Um, but they ended up being absolutely amazing. And I wish I would have bought them sooner because I was traveling back and forth to and from the NICU and mm-hmm. know you can pump sleeping down sleeping or pumping while you're laying or you know you don't have to be in this like rigid upright position and you can like actually be out like running errands and like be pumping so just i know it sounds so stupid but like when you were like glued to the freaking wall like with Mm -hmm. you know pumping you're just you need freedom so i wish i would have done that sooner rather than you know investing in those a little bit later so
0: yeah. I love it. The willow, the it, it's, it's really revolutionary. There's a few different types like that now, yes. but it's basically like a hands-free wireless pump.
1: But totally. Tiffany,
0: the other day, like pre-COVID, we went to a restaurant and I noticed that the, like the maitre d' had like a light underneath her shirt. <laughs> and so I said to her, I thought it was like her flashlight on her phone. Like sometimes people stick their yeah. phones in their bra. And I said, um, I was like, I was like, your flashlight's on. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's not a flashlight. I was like, what? I have to ask, what is that? And she's like, it's a pump. And I remember it was the first time I ever saw it. And I was like, I was like, legit, I'm a lactation consultant. I was like, I don't have like a card carrying saying that, but I would love to know more about this. And Tiffany, it's so funny because like, it shows you like the power of women. And so she's like, oh my God, you want to see it? I'm like, I totally want to see it. I totally want to see what this is. So we went into like the coat room where they check coats and she totally was like, took her boob out and everything. And I was like, this is magical. But it was one of those moments that I just had like, this chick doesn't even know me. We're not, we didn't even tell her how many are in our party. And I'm already like, let me see your boobs. Let me see this. Let's look at this. It didn't matter. And then I was like, this is great. She's like, this is my second kid. And she's yeah. like, and I want to work and I yeah. can't take, you know, pumping breaks and yeah. every 10 minutes. And I believe she was the manager of the restaurant. And she's like, I'm not slowing down. She's like, this is my yeah. time. She's like, I don't want to spend it in a break room. So it's, it's so funny yeah. how you said that, but it's true. It really, really is true. Especially when you got to go back and forth to the NICU because just yeah. the the commute is a lot.
2: It is, you know, and like, you can freaking wear your pumps while you're like walking on the treadmill or like. You can put your kids in the stroller and and go out and be in the world and you're not like tied to an electrical outlet. It's amazing. I know like they're crazy expensive and they're totally a luxury item. And if you can somehow make it work, go for it. If not, don't worry about it. But one of those things I wish I would have bought sooner.
0: I wish that they would just include them for like NICU moms. I feel like that's, that should just be something like insurance should should cover that
2: sponsor. They should should sponsor NICU moms. Like, seriously, I mean, you're pumping like crazy. Like it's worth it. Right. Yeah. I I know spread the love about Willow to so many of my girlfriends who've actually gone on and and purchased them. And, you know, at first I didn't understand, like they just were uncomfortable and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like these, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then once you get the hang of it, you're like, "Oh, this is rad! Like I should have done this like months ago." So, yeah. (sighs) Anyway, I'm gonna
0: gonna just start to relactate and get them, just to have that to give. Oh my god! Imagine that would be horrible. (laughs) Poor kids, poor kids out there in the world. But it really is, especially for the NICU. I remember going back and forth, and that is it's it's all freaking a lot. So, yes, Yes. thank you for all your tips for just literally uncovering your life <laughs> with us. I can't wait to Google you later and find out about your snowboarding adventures. I'm going to be very excited. Well,
2: you know what? I'm old proud. now, so, you know. It doesn't matter. You're I'm not going to get too. much, but you're going to get a little bit. But now I'm like, maybe some World Cup finishes or something. But I'm, going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: going. I'm going. I'm go- doing it right now. I love it. That's why the kids ski. Now it all makes sense. Now it's all coming together. Yeah. As a my professional little, snowboarder.
2: What? Yes, this year on his skis, he broke his I can't. leg. I'm um, like, oh This poor. So, kid. but he, but you know what? He was back up skiing by the end of the season, and he was kicking ass. So, you know what?
0: That's it. Yeah.
2: That's well, it. That's it. Wonderful and amazing thing about being so young is they heal so quickly.
0: Is that it? So he he can have a few more breaks. He'll be fine. Well, listen, He'll those are okay. some those are some big snow boots to fill with you and your husband. So yeah, a professional skier and a professional snowboarder, crap. I'm afraid now. I'm not coming skiing with you. I changed my mind. I'm taking that oh. off the table. <laughs> oh
2: no, come out. We can just do, you know, we can just like, you know, hit up cocktail places along the like, yes. way like, like, Yes. I'm a, I'm a lodge person.
0: Yes. I'm an indoor cat is what my husband now, calls too. me. Oh my God.
2: Yes. Please just give me like a sunny seat. like, mm. And I'm like happy for hours. Like with
0: a book Sick. and a cup of coffee. Like, yes it's going to get better, girl. Good news for you. (laughs) Things are so wacky in your world. You could only go up from here, my friend. It's going to be great. Thank you. You got it. You're going to do this. And it doesn't all need to change at once. And by the way, and I don't want anybody who's listening, think that I'm judging Tiffany. My thing is if you're not happy with the way something's going, just because it's going that way doesn't mean it has to keep going that way. Sometimes twin parents in general, we get into a funk because the easier the easier route is just what we need to do because there's so many other difficult things during the day. But then you have to reevaluate like every three months and say, is this what we want to continue to do? And if we don't, what are the little things that we could change first and get to the bigger things second? So even like changing their beds, they might actually really like sleeping in their bed if they could be together on their floor. They might love it
2: they might totally freaking love it. And we're going to give that a shot as soon as we're back right. in our house and we're not yeah. doing a kitchen remodel, Why but we'll not, give man. it a shot. You yeah. I love it. I love it.
0: Anything. Girl. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Yeah, and you. we're happy to give you a little break away from the dudes. That's always oh a my lot God, of fun. I know
2: You guys have given me like an hour like that. It's incredible. You're thank you're you welcome. so much. You could
0: also <laughs> tell them that it was a four hour podcast and oh just, God, stay here. It. and then I could sleep yes. on the ground, share a story. Yeah. It. it's okay. We <laughs> won't tell anybody, Tiffany. So, guys, if for those of you that are listening, if you have questions for me or for Tiffany about her wild adventures, about her dudes, about my universe, whatever, email us at community at or you could slide into our DMs on any social platform. We're just at twiniversity on every single thing out there. And if you really, really love this podcast, feel free to to, you know, give us a one-star. I mean, honestly, one of my favorite reviews on Apple is a one-star review, and it says, all she does is yell at her dog. I don't know how they the takeaway of 100 episodes of podcasts, that was the one that they listened to. So feel free to review this. I would appreciate it. Truthfully, I really would appreciate it. I'm not even joking, you. And until next time, guys, I'll see you later, alligators. Why, hey! It's me. Guys, listen. One of the things that always happens in Twiniversity is I teach these classes, right? Like I teach live classes. And then at the end of class, we're all like super sad because it kind of ends. And it is. It's kind of heartbreaking because I fall in love with you guys, especially those of you who took our live class. So after all of these years, I have finally listened. You will be happy to know. So we have created Twiniversity memberships to kind of keep that conversation going, There are two different membership levels. One is the meetup level, which includes a Zoom meetup with other twin families from around the universe. Yes, literal universe. If you are from another planet, as long as you have twins, you are totally welcome to be part of our squad. It is hosted by a social worker. Which is great because not only does she have the twin experience to you know speak about and you know pull from her own life experience, but she also has kind of that clinical experience to to really help us solve our problems. The meetup level also includes access to our private Facebook group, which is currently thriving. You will love it. It's it's a literal group. You could ask questions 24 hours a day. Members will answer you back. The squad will answer you back from the Twiniversity team. So you. Guys got that. Then we have a whole separate other membership level for people who are like I like a more formalized education. And that's called the Learner Library. The Learner Library is filled with video seminars that are added each month that cover all different stages of parenting. Everything from infant twins to issues with your marriage, we cover we're we're not leaving anything off the table. Honestly, if you guys know me, you know that I am big on the TMI and we just rip off band-aids and we talk about things. That's the kind of stuff that we're going to include in the learner library. All the stuff in the learner library, like if you sign up for that, you also get access to the meetup level as well. So it's kind of having the best of both worlds, the formal education and kind of that socialization. And you can sign up month by month if you want to give it a try. We encourage you to give it a try. Try it from one month, see how you like it. And if you like it, then go ahead and sign up for the whole year because it's a pretty good discount. For more information, head on over to Twiniversity.com slash membership. And I will see you guys over there.